things. Welcome to the podcast, Love and Misery. Love and Misery is a deep dive podcast that examines famous and infamous couples throughout the ages. We're your hosts. I'm Clark Forte, and this is my co-host, The Lovely. Hi, I'm Mindy Forte. Welcome, and feel free to reach out to us and let us know how we're doing. Our email address is loveandmiserypodcast at gmail.com, and that's all spelled out. No ampersands. Our couple this week is a historical couple, or should I say historical couple plus one. He ruled England for 36 years in the 16th century. She was a queen of England for three years, and her sister was a lady in the Queen of France's court and a lady appointed to the court of Catherine of Argonne in England. If you listened to our podcast last week, then you already know our story is about King Henry VIII, Anne Boleyn, and Mary Boleyn. Our story this week is about King Henry VIII. He was born June 28, 1491, a year before Columbus discovered America. Ah, yes. Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492. That's that's great. I, yeah, you know, I learned that from from the kid, from one of the boys. Yeah. You know why? Because I lost a game, a trivia game, because of that. And I didn't know it. And most people learn that most in grade people, school. Right, yeah, I know. I, I, I know. <laughs> history's history is not my strong suit, I guess. Well, we, which we isn't can, great for this podcast. No, it's we'll good see. for this well, podcast. We'll you can learn a little bit okay, as you're doing we'll it. See. Okay. It was a Sunday, a sunny day in the palace of Placentia, Greenwich, Kent, England. Just messing with me. I had no idea if it was Sunny Day or not. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the day. And that's the day he was born. Born Henry Tudor. He was the third child and second son of Henry VII and Elizabeth of York. These two had six or seven children, but only four survived infancy. A lot of, lot of stillbirths and yeah, things like yeah. that, wow. which is yeah, yeah. crazy okay, back sure. then. Yeah. I mean, they and didn't we're going to hear that more, I know. I saw your notes. Yeah, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Famously, all of these people were portrayed in the Showtime series, The Tudors. The Tudors. That's right. I was going to tell you yes. that. Yes. It lasted oh. about four seasons, yep. and Mindy's mom loved this show. I can't tell you how wrong they got the story, though. But I'll set the record straight here. That's okay. The Rotten Tomato score for that show was about 59 to 69, so it's considered fresh. I think if you're into that kind of genre, you know, the. Okay. Yeah, then you'd like it. Okay. But I digress. In 1493, at the age of two, he was appointed by Henry VII as Earl Marshal of England and Lord Lieutenant of Ireland. At the age of three, he was made a Knight of the Bath. A Knight of the Bath? Yeah. A Knight. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should have done that with the kids when they were complaining about taking a bath. Yeah. You are the Knight of the Bath. I Knight Bing! the <laughs> Knight of and the Bath. And it might have made it easier. It probably would have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he was only three there. Shortly after that, the next day, as a matter of fact, he was made Duke of York. A month after that, Warden of the Scottish Marches. Then in May of 1495, at the ripe old age of almost four, he was appointed to the Order of the Garter. The Order of the Garter. They yes. He's got a title for everything, and he's only four. He's only four. Talk about being fast-tracked to the throne. Wow. Six promotions in two years? That's crazy. That's crazy. That's like one of those movies where the guy starts in the mailroom and next thing you know, he's in, in the corporate world. He's up in an executive suite 
you know what that is? What like is that? Big. Yeah, the movie Big, Tom Hanks. Mr. Tom Hanks, Mr. absolutely. Tom, I, who doesn't love Tom Hanks, right? But that is a great movie. We even watched it with the kids. Yeah. He didn't Classic. start in the mailroom, okay. but he did start yeah. at a low, low, low level entry Order job. Entry, yeah, something exactly. Like exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so basically the reason for this is, I mean, obviously he didn't do any accomplishments. He's only four years old. Yeah. Pretty much at four, you can barely wipe your own butt. I'm sorry to bring You're it. You're just saying. I'm right? sorry to bring it down, you know, to a lowbrow level, but it, but true. It's a little blue, but but it's know, it, but it does okay. paint quite the it picture. It paints quite the picture. <laughs> I'm keeping it classy. Okay. You're gonna kick me off this podcast, I think. Okay. Nope. Nope. <laughs> the real reason for all of these uh, appointments to such a small child was to keep all the lucrative positions for Henry's family, Henry the Seventh, right? Okay. And for in Henry the Eighth, if something happens to him, uh, he he keep would in be the family. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Keep money. All, keep all the money in the money. family. That's right. Follow the money. Money is the root of all evil. Is that? Please tell me that's Shakespeare. I don't think that is, but yeah. that's a good one. I right. like that. I know. And and whoever came up with that didn't have any money, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Okay. So obviously, um, Henry was given a first-rate education from the le leading educators of the day. He was taught Latin and French, learned some Italian. He was also educated in theology, music, poetry, and sports. You know, he, he was pretty active. You know, he was... Well-rounded. Well-rounded. There you go. He was not expected to become the king because he had an older brother. So I couldn't find out too much about his upbringing until he hits to a certain age. So his older brother, but we can talk about his older oh, brother okay. real quick. So he was second in line? He was the second male heir. Oh, yeah, that's right. They didn't give the women their due then. Yeah, they made them queens. They didn't make them the they head, didn't give head them the honcho. Due. That's right. Right. Okay. Sorry. I didn't know who I was talking to <laughs> for a second <laughs> there. <laughs> okay. So Henry's older brother, Arthur, had been betrothed to Catherine of Argonne since the age of two. You know, because when you're two, you sure. know what you want. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Playground. <laughs> not even. Pulling pigtails. Talk not about even. not you're even right. being able to wipe his butt. Correct. That too. Anyway, um, so Arthur was next in line for the throne, and this was obviously an arranged marriage. Um, Catherine was the daughter of Spanish rulers, Ferdinand and Isabella. Oh, okay. Which oh. we may maybe, get to maybe in a we should use them. future they, episode. It, I don't know if they're love and misery. We have to see. I mean, if they're yeah, having that, their daughter. Oh, no. There's, there's a story there. There's a story. Okay. There's a misery part. Yep. Okay. So in 1501, the teen couple got married. Arthur was a whopping 14 years old oh and Catherine was 16 the day they wed. Wow. A few months, few months later, Arthur died of the sweating sickness. Oh, that's terrible. It that's is. sweating sickness. This was an illness that occurred in continental Europe starting in about 1485 and lasted till about 1551. 1485 to 1551? Yeah. And it was part of the influenza strain. So okay, that's a similar... long time. Do not. Well, that makes me freaked out. They didn't because, know about you know, distancing and masks and COVID, stuff like I mean, that. It, it cannot let. Oh Lord. Okay. They All didn't. Right. They I'm also didn't have. They also didn't have the good medicine that we have. So the, we're hoping the, for maybe hand, a good the hand washing. And the hand washing. Yeah, maybe the. As a side story. Yeah. Henry the the eighth, um, 
found out that somebody in the the castle or in his cabinet had gotten it, mm -hmm. and he moved out. He's like, I don't want any oh, part of this. Oh, okay. So he, he did went and moved like that three or four miles distancing. down the way. Yeah. So he he knew what was was going the sweating on. Sweating disease. On. The sweating disease. I assume that high fever is part of the sweating disease. I I imagine right? so. Yeah. This was only twenty weeks after his marriage to, to Catherine. That's it. Yeah. There's the misery. Spoiler alert: There are other members of the royal family that come down with this disease. More misery. Okay, back to Henry. After Arthur died, he was given yet another post. Duke of Cornwall in October of 1502, and then was declared the new Prince of Wales and Earl of Chester in February of 1503. Anyway, lots of titles throughout the years. Skipping forward, 1509, at the age of 18, it was Henry's turn to marry Catherine of Argonne. Same girl? Same girl. Wow. Well, That's... you know, it's a, it's a marriage of the Spanish and the English, you know, kind of combining their... Bloodlines arranged and whatnot, but still, yeah, not a fan. They uh, they got annulled in 1533 after four, 24 years of marriage. Oh, by the way, yeah, maybe we cover this later. Yeah, but I have something interesting about the annulment. Okay, uh, this would be where you want to bring it up because okay, this would be <laughs> the time. This would be the time. Because, well, let me you know, just... Okay, you go ahead. Because, okay, yeah, go ahead. So they they had six children, but only one lived beyond two months. Oh. I know. And that would later become Queen Mary the first of England. Right. She never had a son. Never had a son. And that was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yes. In okay. fact, we'll we'll talk about what a big deal that was coming up. Um earlier that same year, 1533, Henry married Anne Boleyn. He got he got divorced first, but he couldn't get the annulment through until one year later, 1534. Yes. And so the annulment came. So he was pushing for this annulment because he wanted his marriage recognized in the church. Right. Right. So the newly appointed Arch Archbishop of Canterbury, Thomas Cranmer, declared that Henry and Catherine's marriage was null and void. And then five days later, he declared Henry and Anne's marriage valid. But here's the deal. This is the scandal. And this is something that really like keeps has a historical impact yeah. because shortly afterwards, the Pope decreed sentences of excommunication against Henry and against the Bishop. And um, as a result of this marriage and these excommunications, the, this was the first break between the church of England and Rome. Wow. Right. So that was the first step to, to the separation. Wow. Period. Right. See, I bring, I bring something to the table. Oh, you're not just well, a pretty face. You, know, you bring a lot to the every, table. Well, okay. Every every time I have to bring something that's interesting. I found that very interesting. So that was that kind of really pushed the the, yeah. the start of the separation. It was interesting, and the other interesting fact that kind of is around this whole thing is, yeah, the lack of male heirs. So that's what mm. kept Henry looking around even while married, stepping oh, out on his women. It was more than just okay. Fine. Oh, that's what that's heir. what he kept saying. Yes, because what because with it's every an marriage? Hey, I cheated on you, baby. But it's because I need a boy. Yeah. No. I knew you'd understand. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, that was an excuse. I understand there's a very big push to have a male heir, but he also was like, oh, hey, this is my ticket. Yeah. Again, different times. Different. Very different times. Okay. You have two sons anyway, but okay. I'm lucky. <laughs> You'd be lucky with daughters. I would be lucky with daughters. Or Just sons healthy kids. or kids. Right. Any kids. 
So let's talk about Anne Boleyn for a little bit. She was born July. We don't know. I never found a definitive day in Norfolk, England. In fact, her birth year was highly contested as well. Some scholars say that it was definitely 1499. Others say as late as 1512. That's quite a spread there, 13 years. But most historians and scholars believe it was between 1501 and 1507. Keep them guessing, right, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so in other words, there's a six-year spread. I think that I will take six years off of my age. Go for it. Okay, done. Her father was Thomas Bolin, the first Earl of Wiltshire. Her mother was Lady Elizabeth Howard. Thomas was a favorite of Henry VII and was a well-respected diplomat. He had a gift for languages and was sent on many diplomatic missions abroad from uh, Henry VII. Henry VII really, really enjoyed this guy. Anne and her siblings grew up in the Hever Castle in Kent. Wow. To grow up in a castle. <laughs> Seems like Henry and Anne had some really rough, rough times as youths. <laughs> in their youth. Okay, maybe they didn't have a rough time as in their youth, but spoiler alert. Yeah, Anne get, had a rough time in her adulthood. Anne gets just saying. Yeah. We won't, spoiler. We won't, you know, people should know this. Yeah, I mean, money, no money, no influence, no nothing. They're, they're yeah. basically begging on the streets. Same for her sister, Mary, and brother, George. Again, most historians believe Mary was definitely the older sister, but we don't really know. There are literally, I saw tons of theories and books about these the year these kids were born. I mean, just, just on that alone, there, there's so much ambiguity. Anne got her education in Mechelen in the Burgundian Netherlands. I thought we were going to work on pronunciation. That's, That's what, what it is. Though. It is? Okay. Yeah. In the Netherlands. I've never been there. I, I would like to go to the Netherlands. Well, this part of the Netherlands is now Belgium. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> but then I would like to go to there. You know how I feel about I Belgium. I know you do. Yes. Belgium Seriously, I would rate. on your list, bucket list. And, man, I know, would be 300 beer. plus I got it. from the beer we, and the chocolate hear, consumption alone. We hear that. During this time, the Netherlands was ruled by Margaret of Austria. Margaret reportedly stated that Anne was well-spoken and pleasant for her young age. Margaret was also stated as saying, so presentable and so pleasant considering her youthful age, and that I am more beholden to you, meaning Anne's father, for sending her to him, uh, for sending her to Margaret. For her education and her training, et cetera. Yeah, so that's yeah, that was okay. the start of her education. Yeah. At this point, Anne moved to France and became close with Queen Mary of France. To this point, she and her she became her maid of honor. Which doesn't mean the same thing as maid of honor for no. getting married. It's your the maid that your your helper of honor, your your most valued helper. Right. Yes. Okay. And but that's I'm sure where that came from for getting married. I'm sure it did. This Mary, this Queen Mary of France was actually Mary Tudor. The Henry, Tudors. Henry VIII's sister. See? Yes. His older sister. We're bringing the Tudors back in. Right? Okay. Yep. See? So I told you, they make them queens. Mm -hmm. they basically gave her all of France. Mary had a one-year marriage to Louis Twelfth and was declared queen. Louis Twelfth died three months after their marriage began. Wow. So she was queen France for like three months. Right. There's a lot of death. Yeah. The next queen of France was Queen Claude. 
Okay. And yep. she was, so she was, so she got passed down. Yeah. Maid of honor. Yeah. So she said, hey, you were the, the maid of honor before. Now you're my maid of honor. Yeah. Anne was very likable and ended up living with Queen Claude for seven years. While she was with her, she studied French. She developed interests in art, fashion, literature, music, poetry, religious philosophy. She also acquired knowledge of French culture, dance, etiquette, literature, music, and poetry of in all in French. She was very well-rounded. Nicholas Sanders wrote about Anne in 1586, and I quote, Anne Boleyn was rather tall in, in stature, with black hair, and an oval face of shallow complexion, as if troubled by jaundice. That's not really flattering. No, that's not. So, like, her face was yellowish. Yeah. It was said that she had a projected tooth under her upper lip. And on <laughs> one right hand, and on her right hand, she had six fingers. Wow. Yeah. Oh. So, this guy, this is what he's writing about? Yeah, well, he's not done flattering her. Right? Yeah. Please don't let this guy write about me. <laughs> right. There was a large wen under her chin, and therefore... Wait, wait, wait. What is a wen? It's like a cyst. Oh, no, he did not call out her wen. Yes. And he called it a large wen? Yeah, W-E-N. Okay. Therefore, to hide its ugliness, she would wear <laughs> hide dresses covering her throat. She was handsome to look at. With a pretty mouth. So, so he, he tried wrote, to make it so make it up trashed, at the end. So he trash talks her, but at the end he's like, but she was pretty to look at. Yeah. And she had a nice mouth. Yeah. But you know, I'm gonna call out her big old wen <laughs> and her tooth and I mean right. that's terrible. I know. Right? So maybe she had a little um I know, but who but you know, you know a little jewel tooth going. Who cares? A, who cares? Right. Anyway. I don't like this guy. I don't like this writer. Okay. I, I bet this writer. I bet he has his own wins. I'll bet he does. Right? So he's just making himself feel better. Anne's European. This is a double, it's a double standard. It's a double standard. Okay. I agree. And you know Henry VIII? I know. Not a looker. Well. Not a looker. Very I mean, powerful I was, man. Power, powerful. Okay. You heard about the horses. Okay. That he I, had to get hoisted up to his horse. That's right. So I those mean, horses please, didn't last too long. No, I know. And so please don't make fun of her. I'm not. Know, not you, him, the, oh, the writer guy. Okay. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Anne's European education ended in 1521 when her father summoned her back to England. Anne was asked to come back to marry her Irish first cousin, James Butler. Butler. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Why? Okay. So, well, the union was uh, because of title, property, and money mostly. It was a money thing. Okay. Anyway, there, there was a fight. It didn't get resolved, and the marriage never happened. Whew. Yeah. In 1528, Anne Boleyn contracted the sweating sickness. Wow. More yeah. But she, but she lived. She managed to fight it off. And then Anne and Henry started seeing each other on a regular basis in about 1531. During that year. Wait, 1531, and when was he married to Catherine? He was married for her to her until 33 and then annulled in 34. Okay. All right. During that same year, Queen Catherine was banished from the court and her rooms were all given to Anne. While she was still married? Yeah. I'm telling you. No, that wouldn't fly. This Henry VIII's a sweetheart. 
Yeah, he's a he's a real sweetheart. So let's talk about Mary Boleyn for a little bit. All right. So Anne's sister, older, allegedly, allegedly older, older sister. sister. She left France three years earlier in 1519. Three years earlier than Anne left. Yes. Okay. Allegedly to end the affairs she was having with the French king and his courtiers. Oh, and his who? His courtiers. So his, his, his court? His court. His court. Yeah, the king and his court. Okay. So she seemed like a bit of a trollop. Well, uh, allegedly. Yeah, I don't want to slander her. No, you shouldn't slander her. I mean, the guys, you know, two to tango. We've talked about this in all of these podcasts, but okay. But she seems, I'll just say, she's if that's friendly. true, she's very busy. And, and busy. And very friendly. Full calendar, that lady. Full calendar. <laughs> she's got a booker calendar yeah yeah i bet i've got a slot yeah. open here on this time you know just book my calendar well i mean you got if you got to make time for certain yeah, people you got to slot them in somewhere planning right she married william carey he was a minor noble in february of uh, 1520 in greenwich and guess what henry the eighth was in attendance Shortly after that, Mary started seeing Henry. Oh. Well. So, so hold on. Henry was married to Catherine. Yes. Mary got married to some guy, a minor noble. Yes. And Anne was in France still learning stuff. Right. And Mary was then became the mistress to Henry VIII. Yep. Who would be in th later become Anne's husband. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Got to make straight. sure I understand Everything's this. all straight. So apparently um, he, she caught his eye during the wedding and he started thinking, hey, you know, this, this girl's pretty cute. During her wedding? That, I mean, again, but, this but, is alleged. It's all alleged. Hey, your wedding, that's when you're looking the best. That's right. Right. You she got probably, everything all done up, the hair, you yeah. might have, you know, lost a couple LBs. That's you're, right. You know, you've got your whole pretty dress. Yeah. You're, you're all bustled yeah, into this thing cinched in that's right <laughs> so um and again there's historical contradictions here but uh mary had two children and some people think they were henry's some people think maybe uh, one was some people think none were so it just depends and they did not have the dna testing they did not have the dna testing that they have now and they so would not have Jerry, Lori, Springer. Jerry Springer to say, you're not the father or you are the father. Okay. Yeah. So you had to just kind of. And again, say, well, Henry not, was doing you know, this unclear. in the confides of, I need a male heir. Yeah. Oh, don't, please don't excuse him. But Mary's son, Henry Carey, get it? Henry Carey was educated at a prestigious monastery. Oh, and Mary received an annual pension of a hundred pounds. Mm. Seems like guilt money to me. Sounds like child support. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Okay. Henry VIII didn't acknowledge either of these children either, but he did recognize Henry Fitzroy, his illegitimate son, by Elizabeth Blunt, another mistress. Are you, are you counting? You're going to need more I than don't. two hands to I, count I, them all. I, yeah. I need okay. an Excel sheet. Again, this is all while he's still married to his first wife. Right, looking for a son. Right. Again. And this is a son. This was a so son. So he acknowledged yeah. him. Because he was a son. But 
So does that mean that he would be the heir to the throne because he's a son? That's that the acknowledgement would make him the heir to the throne. Okay. So Mary had to go on bed rest with her second pregnancy, and Henry got bored and started looking around for his next conquest. Oh my gosh. And just so happened what, to what be a charmer. Oh, totally. Just so happened to be Anne Boleyn, the younger sister. And Wasn't you know what? she in France? No, she had come back. Remember, she, she got came back in 22. Okay. And wow. Anne, you know what? Anne was a go-getter. She was all but too eager to jump in queue. Mm. So, but here's the thing. She was smarter than her older sister. She learned from her sister's mistakes. Rather than just become the king's mistress and potentially bear an heir that would have no real claim to the throne, she played a medieval game of hard to get called courtly love courtly love that yeah. sounds like a um one of those shows like a reality show <laughs> Real courtly love we should do one that's our reality next. show okay. reality show courtly love tell me exactly we're, we're branching into reality tv I, now well what does courtly love mean it's just a it was a game that the teens would play to kind of like you know, kind of like they do now. I mean, like to get somebody to like you, like, you know, kind of like fawn over them and this and that. But, oh, look, but not touching. Ah, you know? okay. Hard to get. Hard to get. Until the ring. Right. Like put a ring on it. Yep. Okay. And so while Anne and But Henry, he already had a ring on from another lady because yes, he was he married. Did. Yes, so he did. So that's, okay. So while all this is going on, Mary's first husband was dying of the sweating disease as well. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And upon his death, Mary was left penniless and was forced to enter Anne's court to survive. So she had two kids. Yep. Her husband was dead, which we don't know if the husband was the father of the kids, but maybe. Maybe. Possibly. Um, and then she, because he was her main support, she had to work, go basically work for her sister. Yeah. So then Mary finds this soldier and marries him. Now, this is a guy who is far below her social standing. And what does Anne do? Kicks her out of her court, claims she's a family disgrace, and banishes her. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I told you, she's a sweetheart, just that, like- Those family reunions must be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it's a lot of backstabbing and whispering right. behind people's backs and stuff like that. So some historians believe that the real reason that Anne kicked her out was because, oh, this is one of King Henry's old mistresses. And she might come along and try and produce a male heir, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, okay. You know, so because. It, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because she had only borne him a, a daughter and not a son. And so that was going on in the back of her mind because she had probably heard stories from her sister and from any other mistress he was with. So. Anyway, the two never re reunited, and uh, they never saw each other again. Really? Yep. Well, that's more misery. Yep. So Anne Boleyn was less prepared for her new role as queen, but she was extremely unprepared for her new role as the king's wife. A year into the marriage, Henry VIII pursued and engaged a sexual relationship with one of Anne's two maids of honor, Madge Sheldon and Jane Seymour. Not the actor. Not, not the actor. No. Wow. Okay, so hold on. This is the maid of honor, and so he's wanting to get with the maid of honor. 
Do you know what one this of the two maids of honors? Yeah. You, this is see ours. Ours have a thing. This reminds me of the Elizabeth Taylor and Mike Todd wedding. Yes. Right. Because Debbie Reynolds was the well matron because she was married matron yep. of honor. Yep. And uh, for Elizabeth and Mike. And then when Mike Todd died, Elizabeth went over to the Eddie best Fisher man, Eddie camp. Fisher. Yeah, I know. A lot of parallels, sure. So she was also, Aunt, uh, Jane Seymour was also Anne Boleyn's second cousin. Unlike Queen Catherine before her, who knew about her husband's infidelities, Anne was unable to turn the other cheek. She was enraged by Henry, enraged at his promiscuity, and became increasingly jealous. But she shouldn't have been surprised. That's what I'm saying. I, I mean, don't think so either. She had. She should have had her eyes open. But okay. Yep. And as Henry had done with Catherine, he blamed his adulterous affairs and behavior on his mission to have a son or an heir to the throne. Surprise, surprise, Henry VIII. <laughs> <laughs> He became increasingly frustrated by his wife's questions about his whereabouts and subsequent reactions. And, you know, basically, where were you last night? You know, type like things like that. Right. And they didn't even have like cell phones or anything where he'd be like, who are you texting tonight? Yeah. He was just gone. He was just probably gone for, I don't know, hours, days, whatever. Yeah. So she got more hostile. The fights heated up and the marriage quickly fell apart. And after Anne Boleyn gave birth to a stillborn male child mm. on January 1536, this was her third, by the way, this was her third stillborn male child in three years. Oh my years. gosh, that's awful. Three in three years. At that point, that was like the last straw for Henry. And he decided that it was time to take hold of his own legacy. And he started... Uh, Basically starting to work on his third marriage with uh, Miss Seymour. Classy. Yeah. He actually sought out an annulment for his marriage to Boleyn. <laughs> <laughs> Again. And he's Is there already, a limit of annulments that you can get? I don't know, but you said he had already been kind of like excommunicated. Yes. And so, but you know, the, where yeah, there's a will, from right? From the Vatican piece. Right. Yes. So this, this is the part that really kind of gets me a little bit. As Boleyn was trying to leave, she got detained at the Tower of London on false charges, among them adultery, incest, and conspiracy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, her days were numbered, and most historians believe she got railroaded. Yes. He, they, just, he wanted, because if she died, yeah. then he didn't need an annulment because she would be dead. So that's the marriage right. was over. That's right. In the church's eyes. So they had a mock oh, that's trial. Terrible. And they brought in all of these, like her, you know, chamber boy and stuff like that, saying claiming that she was, you know, making oh, it with all these people. This, and yeah, don't make I don't want to hear the details. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So she was so she was slandered. Oh, big time. Big time. So on uh, the morning of Friday, May 19th, Anne was executed. Beheaded. That's right. Yes, she was accompanied by two female attendants. Anne made her final walk. Wait, wait. Were the attendants beheaded too? No, they were just helping her. Oh, accompanying her. Okay. Yeah. So this is, I'm just trying to paint the picture. Okay. 
she made her terrible picture i know she made her final walk from the queen's house to the scaffold and was said to have a quote devilish spirit and looked quote as gay as if she was not going to die you know she kept her head up she had pride and climbed the scaffold and made a short speech before the crowd she said good christian people i come hither to die for accordance to the law and by the law I am judged to die, and therefore I will speak nothing against it. I have come hither to accuse no man, nor speak anything of it. Wherever I accuse and condemn to die, but I pray God save the king and send him long to reign for you. For a gentler and more merciful prince there never was. And to me was ever a good and genteel and sovereign Lord. And if any person will meddle of my cause, I require them to judge the best. And thus I take my leave of this world and of you all. And I hardly desire you all to pray for me. O Lord, have mercy on me. To God, I commend my soul. With that, she was beheaded. Oh my gosh. I have never heard more of a I'm taking the high road speech when I'm about to get beheaded and my husband gave me all these false charges, et cetera. She was a lady. She was classy lady. Wow. Yeah. I feel bad for her. I do too. She got. She got railroaded big time. Yeah. Her head and body were buried in an unmarked grave. I mean, that's horrible. That's. That's like adding insult to injury. That's so disrespectful, right? Yeah. Henry VIII would have a total of six wives and at least six children, probably more, with all the countless affairs. Some historians claim he had affairs with Anne Boleyn, Mary Boleyn, and their mother. No. Okay, stop. Some people say that his crazy actions could have been based on syphilis, or possibly there was craziness in his lineage. After his bloodline merged with King George III, a hundred years earlier, And that guy was definitely insane. You know what? As much as he was fooling around, for sure he could have gotten syphilis. Oh, yeah. Right? And that would make him kind of crazy. It could because they didn't have a A cure. I don't know what it is. Penicillin. Penicillin. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's right. That could make him crazy. Or you said he had a history of some mental illness. So, I mean, he could be really. Oh, my goodness. That could be it. Yeah. Probably the combination of the two. Yeah. Okay. So, I thought we'd go out on a high note. Children in England are often taught this nursery rhyme. Oh, I heard You want to sing it with me? You played it for me and it's awful. <laughs> it's just awful, but sure, I'll try. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? Yes. Divorce, Divorce beheaded, beheaded and died. died. Divorce beheaded, beheaded survived. survived. I'm Henry VIII. I had six wives and some people say I ruined their lives. <laughs> <laughs> that is aw- that. That's that's how kids would learn like learn history. Yeah. Of what happened of, to his wives. Of the six wives. Yeah. Yeah. It's great stuff. That's nice. All right, and that is the story of Henry VIII, Anne Boleyn, and Mary Boleyn. We will continue our series next week with John Kennedy Jr. and Carolyn Bassett. 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 <laughs> Please be sure to <laughs> we talked about it. Okay. Bassett. We struggle with with pronunciations. pronunciations. That's okay. 
Please be sure to sub- subscribe and like our podcast and give us feedback or suggestions at loveandmiserypodcast at gmail.com. I'd like to acknowledge a um, few sources, wikipedia.com, royal.uk, historyextra.com, historyuk.com, allthatsinteresting.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.